Hey, welcome back to Mixtape Minaj. This is your host, Elias. This week, we have producer and MC Yama Somali. We chat about his album, Phantom Feeling, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, and variations of the black experience being in Europe. It was so good to catch up with the homie, and I hope y'all have a good time listening to this as well. Enjoy. And as always, like, subscribe, share, or send us your thoughts. Peace. Bring this up. Oh damn! They started doing that. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. Yeah, but no, man. But like, that's good to hear, man. That's definitely good to hear, man. You know, like I'm not even gonna lie, like that uh the last one you came out with was actually like um like dope as shit though. Uh uh the Phantom Feeling? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, actually you, yo, like that um uh, like that one deep, like that shit is just like um actually like stay like in my head like heavy, actually. That's really man, that means a lot, dog. I um I just started promoting it again on IG and I just sold some vinyl yesterday off of that and uh oh, dope. it got legs on it, so hopefully I can keep, you know, post whatever demic stuff you know i can just still kind of rock with that project because i ain't really get to get it off like i wanted to you know yeah i guess especially with like every, the way everything was like last year shit exactly man like i dropped it in the summertime because <laughs> it still had themes that were kind of like parallel to what people was going through being quarantined and stuff it's called phantom feeling because it's like a metaphor for you know how people get um their limbs uh <clears throat> amputated and they can still feel like if they get lose their arm, they can still feel their fingers and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just dealing with people and being separated from people and still feeling them. So that was kind of the whole point. So it still made a lot of sense when I dropped it. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people know the lyrics now. So it's kind of like, you know, we get to really rocking. We can, I ain't really do no call and responses. You know what I'm saying? Yet. I ain't had no fun with it yet. So we're going to have fun with it soon. Oh yeah, no. As soon as uh, I can see, like, definitely as soon as you get like in a um, get into like a live show scenario. Exactly. Yeah, that should have like bang hella hard. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah. I can't wait, man. <laughs> yeah, like, um, honestly, man, like, I can't eat. Uh, like, I don't, I don't drive over here like the way I used to, like in the A. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like it's definitely like a good number of them on there. Like, I can definitely like drive to. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, bet. Yeah, that's the thing, man. You know, that's an Atlanta thing. Yeah. I mean, I man, it, the rock. It's funny the way like that that works out, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, with like, I remember hearing something about like how like LA music and like um, was mm -hmm. at one point was just very uh, oriented towards like driving. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of uh, feel like it's like that a lot in the A2. You know what I mean? In the South, man. Yeah. I mean, really. It's a hip hop thing, unless well, that's the thing though. Like, New York heads where hip hop started, it's not a car culture like that, you know. Yeah, you know, it's like it, a different kind of like driving to it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like you on the train a lot more. Yeah, that and like and also I think of like when I think of like riding something like that's in that aesthetic is much more of a like Jeep Beats kind of scenario. True. Yeah, yeah. and so it's country, kind of like, you know, even in the Midwest, like. Historically in America, cars from the Midwest was a big thing for a long time with soul music and later with hip hop too. So, you know, we just always kind of make soundtracks to how we move around, you know? 
Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Man, like, now even like talking and thinking about that, like that remind me of like, um, like back in the day, like whenever like making something new, like there was always like, uh, there was always a car test. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah, dog. It's always yeah. like two car tests. There's one where you're just like sitting and chilling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like listening, uh, just to get like a feel. And then mm -hmm. also like there's also like the ride one. Yeah, no doubt. You can zone out. And I used to do that. I had a stack of CDRWs back in the day for that. Yeah. Just for the car. You know, I'm going to put this on there. If I don't like it, get it up out of here. Not exactly. Hey, yo, real talk. Like, even like when I was like in the Mac. Mm -hmm. Actually, like forever, I used to always make like uh, like little like uh, personal like mixtapes, yeah. like at the beginning of every week that I was gonna drive to for like that week. <laughs> nice, that's dope, man. Like, I mean, I know we got playlists and stuff now, so it's still like personal, but, yeah, but that's a not, different feeling, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, because yeah. I eventually graduated from like. Uh, doing tapes to like making like mix CDs. <laughs> yeah, so I, I ended up having like the like you talking about the stack of like mix CDRs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the thing, man. I used to really go hard with those, and you know, just do the sharpie writing on it and give it to my moms or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I still got those. Like, uh, yeah. and it's always like uh, every now and then you make one for somebody else, but usually what happens is like um, somebody like riding with you. And then they're like, oh, nah, nah, nah. Like that one, like I got to get that. And then you got to like, um, and then they take it without you letting, um, without you oh, knowing. Man, people get your tape, man. I know. Like, Remember, let me get a dub of your tape. And somebody be like, yeah, let me get a dub. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And then you establish like boundaries and rules. And once they rule, uh, realize that, okay, it's after this week. And then they want to go ahead and like get that CD from like the last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dog. It was, it was different, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I definitely like miss that man. I definitely miss that man. Yeah, I used to get Ron G tapes um, in Raleigh when I came up on the summertime to visit my family. They had a, a, a mixtape shop out there. Anybody from uh, the 90s who was into hip hop in North Carolina, they know Mr. Freeze. Uh, yeah. Mixtape shop. You know, I used to get Ron G tapes from there. Uh, I used to even get, um, what's my name, DJ Clue tapes from there, you know? Yeah. Yo, man, like, I used to wish, okay, it's on, like, from Macon, and I used to wish Macon had somewhere that I can get that from, right. so every now and then, like, what I would do is, like, I would do, like, the ordering out of the back of the source. Yep. And then, that was like, the only like, way you was going to do it, bro. Yeah, and I just send the money order, and you just hope that it's not a scam? Yeah, you just, yeah, you're like, I hope they vetted them, bro, like, they've been in, like, eight issues, they gotta be real. Yeah, 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 no, exactly, exactly. Somebody gotta have stopped that shit at some point, but yeah. I got a, I got a lot of old sources and stuff, I wanna go and check out the back of a lot of them joints, like, even, like, the, the jewelry ads and... All the yeah. little dumb stuff, the you know, little booty hotlines and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, hey, yo, that might be like a straight up like memory lane scenario. Yeah, because like yo, I remember there was always like the one that was like uh, at first it was only uh, like one or two, but then later on there was like more. But it was like DJ Clue, DJ Evil D, um, yeah, like uh, Ron G, and who else was it? It was another like main one. Kid Capri and um, Kid Capri. Uh, Kid Capri. Uh, what's my man? He was, damn. I'm I'm kind of like at a loss right now, I'm trying to. Uh, if I if I'm gonna remember, if I keep on thinking about it though. Um, yeah, and I remember it was like one of them. The like, um, uh, what's the name of it? 
I'm really mad at myself for not uh, Tony Touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm trying, but it was like a, it was like another one, like a main one that Funk Master like, Flex. Well, he, Funk Master Flex had a couple good like mainstream release mixtapes, but you talking about just on the on the cassette circuit who was killing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember like yeah, like Funk Flex. He was like one of the ones that had like the mix CD joints that came out. Word. Uh, like yeah. on the slightly more loud. And but I do remember that. Yeah. But man, like it's funny, like you're talking about the funk flex. I'm wondering like how much his whole like thing like changed. Like because like sometimes you're yeah, like real talk. Okay, you remember like Funk Dubious? Yeah. Yo, like one of my straight up like jams and shit used to be like that dedicated uh, track. And like I, know, um, I, I had a 12 inch from them. That might have been it. I just don't remember right now. It's been so long since I heard them. Yeah, no, yo, I had like that, uh, like the cassette single, like twice. Wow, <laughs> but, you know, but like that Funk Flex, um, like uh, remix, it was like a nighttime mix or something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in here so I remember that. Yeah, no, yo, that was Funk Doobie. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like they was on a label I might have even like did a little interning for or something. Dang, Funk Dubious. What was the name of the joint? It was like the Funk Flex, okay. I think it was like a nighttime mix. And it was ah, like, okay. um, and it had like the little like uh, like piano plucks, like ding, ding. I see the cover right ding, here, so ding. I got it in my uh, yeah, dang, bro, yeah, they was on Immortal Records and Epic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, that's crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. dang, you threw me back with that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, yo, that was that was it though. That was it. Uh, man, I will say when I moved to LA, um, in 06, uh, I was working at the airport, so I would ride the train. I would ride the forty, the bus, the forty-two A, and um, it would drop me off in Crenshaw. And um, in the mornings, when I would walk to the station, I was always playing "What's Going On." I was playing that album out, bro. Like it was like, it was like my my daily album. Like I I I, I don't play albums like that, like over and over ever. You know, that's the only album I think I played over and over and over again so every time i hear anything from that you know um you know any song from that album man you know god is love um what's happening brother like all those joints you know what's going on of course but like just everything man flying high like all those songs make me think about la um you know baldwin hills crenshaw Walking around the mall, um, taking the back streets up the up the hills, and going hiking up to um, Kenneth Hahn Park, you know, like that's pretty much that was like my sermon every day for like a a year almost. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that definitely any of those songs always puts me right back there. You know. Okay, okay. Yo, yeah. uh, what do you think? Do you what do you think that it might have been? Um, about that album that made you kind of like keep going back to it and that um, how sad he was, man. His his sadness for sure. Yeah, he was so like <clears throat> he was basically crying for everybody on that album. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. So, dad, that like he was he was the only person at the time who who put himself in the shoes of a, a drug addict on the song. You know what I'm saying? Like 
like just real real um he was really just crying out for his people for for the plight of 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 us and um you know it was impactful you know what i'm saying and at that time i really was too you know spiritually i was thinking everything with black people you know as we are was tied to our spirituality you know what i'm saying yeah it was something that was you can't really create a change in our state without getting that right you know what i'm saying so um that was just what i was focused on at the time just black people's kind of pain and um you know and the thing is i was real i was a lot younger too so i hadn't really gone through a lot of shit yet yeah but i was being empathetic and shit i was opening up myself to just other people in their pain you know what i'm saying so he articulated it so well and it, it really informed like what i do you know, because I, I, I really, you know, people told me they cried when they've heard some of my shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like yeah, certain yeah. songs, you know, like a minute ago, like no lie, like I, I muted my phone because I got a, um, a ping because um, somebody hit me up about one of them joints. They was like, man, this song is like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so hit them, you know? So I was just like, it, it, it's the truth, man. Um, Marvin, Marvin is the, you know, pain professor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you need that as a musician. So I think that's what kept drawing me back to it. Nah, yo, that's mad true. That's mad true. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it, it wasn't sad. It was so dope. The album's amazing. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was really based on sadness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, it is. It is. I could definitely see that. Um. There's two different ways I was trying to go about it because, uh, oh, fuck it. Just let it go. Uh, so, yo, like, the thing that kind of, like, I don't know, yo. I don't, I, I, yeah, it's definitely a sadness. But I guess in my mind, maybe a bit more of a sorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, yeah. but it um, but it's kind of like not a completely like negative. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of like um, it's this sort of semi not I don't want to say melancholic, but semi melancholic understanding that I feel like that kind of like comes about because yeah. wasn't this around the same time that he was like starting to like um live like visit and like live in London for like quite a time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like, man, like honestly, I've been thinking about this like a lot, um, honestly. And you know, like growing up, like thinking about like, okay, like since even before I was even in high school, I had this sort of like romanticized ideal in my mind about, you know what I'm saying, like being an artist and doing like my music. But then, but the fact would be that I would end up having to move to like Europe because mm -hmm. we were always told like that they like actually like appreciated like our yep. music um, and like our artwork. Um, but it's kind of like, um, I don't know. I think when having to go and live and connect to another like um, culture, and then, I, and then, like looking back on like those sorrows and sadnesses in the U.S. and I don't know, 
maybe I, I could put it like, because uh, I think about this in the sense of like, yeah, um, primarily like um, people like um, Marvin Gaye and like Baldwin. But I'm just always thinking about shit like when I first moved here, uh, one of the things that came became like super obvious to me was that there's definitely racism here. <laughs> like a whole lot here. But there was something about it that's kind of like refreshing because it comes from like a different part of the person. Mm, okay. And I don't know like how to explain it, but it's something about the way that these sorts of like um, prejudices and these sort of like um, oppressive mechanisms are kind of like instilled in each individual and not only in each individual, but also in the system, you kind of see how it's different. And to, yeah, like I said, like when I first moved here, it was damn near, it was, I actually was, I used to say it all the time, it's refreshing. <laughs> like racism light. <laughs> not even, it's like, a, it's not like racism light, it's kind of like, Racism cherry, where it's like, you know, that is like <laughs> racism great. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. Limited time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just depends. Yeah. Like, I feel you. Yeah. And if you go like to like um like France, it's different it's different. It might be like racism, like lime or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a weird I, we was all over France when I went and with Cunning Linguist. And um, I remember in Bordeaux, this motherfucker like tried to shoo us out of a, a store. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, it was like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he's speaking his little French, whatever. Like, we trying to find somewhere to eat. That shit was just what, that was, that was weird. Because I think why that was different is because he just see our face. He don't know what language we even speak. So I think yeah. that's why he got all animated and, and animal-like and shit, because he just don't know. He, he doesn't see us as, like, maybe they speak French. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It was just some weird shit like that. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean, I, you know. But when you're riding around with rappers, you're usually in the company of people who want to be there. So, you know, it's kind of insulated from that in a sense. But, you know, imagine you just living there doing your job and being, you know, yeah, yo, that's a whole person, you know. <laughs> that's a whole another like ballpark. Like, yeah. I, like I, I actually like played a show in like Poland before. Now that shit was dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I went to go get. I think I needed like some extra like batteries for like some good uh, guitar pedals or some shit. Yeah. Like, and I went in, and it was just like the whole like vibe was off, and I was just kind of like. This is not my space. I gotta get out of here. Um, like the people at the register, like they were actually like already like laughing and then coming to like look at me and shit. Um, mm. And I was just kind of like, you know, on one hand, my my normal go to is like I'm not gonna spend money in a place like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I got a show in 30 minutes and they pay me. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know what I'm saying, you got to roll with it. No doubt. But, uh, speaking of like, about those like whole like dynamics though, one of the things that really became like a, a sort of, um, I don't want to say awakening, um, but something that was like a very like sim a distinct mark uh, that made me like realize 
some of the differences and like how deep it goes, like not only in Germany, but like for like Europe in general. So in Germany is not that many black people. And in Berlin is definitely not. Like I kid you not, like the first month I was here, like, uh, like I ain't seen nobody else for like three months, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was like mad crazy. But I remember specifically, I think it was like the third day that I was here. Um, like I love to get up mad early in the morning before everybody got up, you know what I'm saying? Before like uh, little man and his mama got up, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just like wander the streets, uh, get a feel for it, but also to get like my little morning coffee. And I went and this dude, uh, I think he was like, uh, now he wasn't Turkish, um, but he was something else. Um, but he wasn't like German, uh, German, uh, like a white German. And he came to me. Uh, uh, well, he didn't come to me. I mean, I'm going to get the coffee from his spot. But he basically started trying to speak French to me. Mm, okay. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, okay, why is this dude uh, speaking French to me? And, and and at the time, I'm trying to like speak German too. Yeah. But it's obvious that my German is like not there at this moment. And and he's like smiles. And then he keeps asking me if I speak French. Uh, or, or he keeps trying to talk to me in French. And I'm like, um, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I think also at this time, I didn't want to be like the um, the sort of like typical like American that didn't speak anything but English. So yeah. I was like speaking like Spanish. So I was like, lo siento, pero, uh, you know, sabe? Lo <laughs> siento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't even know how to say French in Spanish, but yeah. I do speak all right Spanish, I guess. Yeah, but basically, uh, so this happened like another time on that same day. And I think I talked to somebody about it, but then like I figured out that what it is, is that, um, a lot of Africans speak French. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, of like the whole like colonizing and mm -hmm. just being in like, um, so that's how like France has like a lot of their black people, a lot of their yep. black population was yeah, from, like, yeah, from like the, um, all of that shit. Yeah. And so I was just uh, so all of that. On one hand, I was like, uh, like kind of like having fun with it. I was like, oh, maybe it's like the shirt I had on. You know what I mean? Or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then, it, but then, when, like once I realized that's what it was, yeah. yeah, that took me back, and I had to like really like recalibrate myself, like mm -hmm. in the space as well as the way that I thought about things. Also, with that little bit of fact and experience in that, um. There's a part of it that really made me realize like how much of an impact the whole like um, colonizing, the European colonizing had yeah. on like the world in general. The assumptions and, with it. Yeah. yeah, and like not only that, but there's another part where long story short, like I've pretty much come to the conclusion that the US is basically like a successful colony. <laughs> and okay. so, that's why um, I feel like there's a lot of issues in the U.S. that are always going to be as it, that are going to be as it is. Yeah, Israel. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Those um, divisions, they're going to just try and justify it, um, just because that's the mentality that they come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you take that and then you like um, look at it. So exactly, you know what I mean? Like the way that Germany handled uh, that Germany was 
around World War II where everybody went over to Israel and did that. Mm-hmm. There's also another part where they say that like a lot of like the Nazis went to like um, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, when you look at it, like Argentina, uh, they basically had a successful genocide. You know what I mean? And so you just really start to see like how much all of that like affects it. And when you look at the foundation of the way of thinking, um, you realize that like sort of like appealing to like somebody else's sympathy that doesn't see you as human, like is a bit asinine and like an absurdity in and of itself. Yeah, to get you nowhere, you just gotta go the other way. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Not, not exactly. I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but yeah. That's awesome though. That's good. You gotta remind that. And if, if people gonna see this, they need to know that too. You know what I mean? Like you have to stand for something. <laughs> you don't have to be nothing deep. But yeah. Maybe, it could be just like you said, not spending money somewhere. If they're not hitting like that, if the energy's just wrong, just fuck them, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I do that shit often. <laughs> Dude, I walk out of places like, yo. All right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep it moving, it'll be a statement. They won't forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And sometimes th- there are times where if I know that I'm in a space where like, I'm actually okay with like one of the other people and yeah. I see one of the other people acting funky. Actually, I did this shit like uh, the last time I had to do it was like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Like I went to this coffee shop that I was always going to and like the one girl like was acting like kind of like funky. Um, basically, yeah. um, and I was like, um, and she was like, started like bringing everything out, and I was like, okay. And then she like kind of like took it like a step farther, and I was like, yo, you can keep that shit. And then I went over to her, like a other homegirl and was just kind of like, hey, yo, your homegirl over there. You know what I'm saying? She got like a funky ass attitude. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not buying this shit. I'm out. Of course, yeah. I couldn't say it like that because I'm in Germany. So I was like, um, yeah, die uh, Frauen, wir sind eigen, warum, weiß ich nicht warum, aber das geht nicht, No respect. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, man. But um, I guess all of that to say is that when you're kind of like ha- traveling, and then you go and like live somewhere else. Yeah. And then you see that and then like um, feel that, like yo, it does something to you. It does something to you. Like, um, and I kind of think that's where some of that came from. It's, it's like this sort of like breathing, but in that being able to breathe, I feel like you're able to be honest about the emotions that you're feeling. Um, but then also like while you're trying to figure it out, then you figure out like what's what is important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of shit we give energy to ain't important at all, you know. But um you know with music or whatever people might want to do artistically, you know, these things can be done in a way that shows our intellect. You know, we can interpret these things for people and turn the shit around where we can you know profit off of that you know so yeah that's kind of where the line draws for me if it's important or not like am i going to capitalize and win off of somebody else being 
whack towards me or not. If it ain't nothing to get out of it, <laughs> I'll catch you later. <laughs> like nah, said. exactly, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But no, nah, I just be thinking about this a lot. I'm also like, yeah, still like, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. True. Yo, but like, how long were you out in like LA though? Really, like a year, bro. Just like a year, um, oh six and oh seven. Oh, where, where? How was it? Like on uh, the time out there, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because they, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, there's actually like um a couple of people that used to tell me I should have moved out to LA, like back in the day. Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, I I still feel like coming back. And now it's paid off, bro. But it's been 14 years. Yeah. Now, now I feel like okay, cool. Now I can go back. You know, now I want to go back. You know what I mean? So, I definitely faced everything I needed to face here, and conquer and shit. So, that's great. I can really kind of move on, and roll and roll back. It's it's awesome, man. I, I got busy all the time, man. I was making beats all the time. I was always at a venue or an event that I was getting busy at. And I made some friends, lifetime friends, and it's, yeah. the home, it's the home of the friends that started me even doing this shit. So, yeah, there's so much love out there. You know, I I really intend to go back. So, you know, because it's just for the type of music I do, especially like, you know, Atlanta's cool, and we we do have a nice scene. That's like kind of what represents more of what my style would be. I would say, but. You know, just for the infrastructure, man, the life, the life, quality of life, and just being able to hit a beach and yeah. everything I was doing, man. Like, I got, you know. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm all about them beaches right now. Ooh, <laughs> like, straight up, man. You got to see it, man. You got to be there, like, and it really just makes you feel less, I think, psychologically, it just makes you feel like it's beyond, you know what I'm saying? You're not landlocked. It's just, it's not it. You know what I mean? It just gives you a different perspective. And I remember that too, like all the hills and mountains, you, you get to see things smaller a lot more often than you do here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you get to see how things are, you know, your perspective is kind of wider in my opinion because it's like you got flat ass areas, got mountains, you know what I'm saying? It's just feels more like a balanced <laughs> yeah. place to live, you know? So yeah. I mean, uh, I could definitely like dig that. I mean, it's funny the way that where somebody is and like the like way that it affects like the music that comes out. Yeah, for um, real. But like not only that, but like even like, yeah, just the way that the space that somebody is in, the way it affects them like as a person, like yeah. for real, like at the moment now, like I do have a thing where, you know, like, you know, shout like growing up in like making, like I damn near never went to the beach. You know what I'm saying? I went yeah. to like university in like uh, Savannah for a year. I still never went to the beach there. Mm. Uh, even when I was there, like it was just like not my mentality. I never go out to these beaches either, man. That's kind of you know. I, I think about that a lot though. Yeah, but like yeah. yo, like real talk though. Like at this moment, I feel like I need to. I feel cleansed when I go to a beach. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like even waves crashing. You know. So what now? There's some waves crashing, you know, it's a good, it's a good feeling, man. No, it is. Like, I feel like sometimes like the waves are coming and then like washing shit out of my spirit and like letting it go back out into like everything else. Mm -hmm. And then, like, not only that, but being able to see like 
in the far distance. Yeah, but man. also being able to deal with something that has like a different level or, or way of like being tangible. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Something that's not like the red clay and the dirt, you know what I'm saying? Which I love. I actually miss that shit, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then just dealing with the water and learning mm -hmm. how to deal uh, with it. Yeah, like I still can't swim, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but it's mad important, though. It's yeah, mad important. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, um, but like, speaking of like this whole thing of like last year, yo, how was it? I guess like around this time, like last year, like in the A. Mm -hmm. like, I was the feeling everything because I think this was was this around the time when like um the riots and shit started and they started having like um like Killer Mike come out and everything. Uh yeah, it was around this time. We were just kind of talking about that earlier today. It's funny, um, because people were thinking like, oh, there's gonna be like this huge like Rona outbreak. Cause everybody's in the streets and yeah and but yeah i don't know man like <laughs> i remember all of that but it kind of just feels like a blur to be honest with you dog because they were just throwing so much shit at us that i wasn't really knowing what was real and not I, I, that's when i started noticing that there were like people instigating the issues there were people leaving bricks outside of places and yeah night before and i seen them you know what i'm saying i seen you know it's like you see people breaking windows and, and they not even like protesters you know so it was just real bogus like media kind of hoax stuff going on too so yeah you know a lot of that to me i was just trying to work on getting my life together man <laughs> yeah and um before yeah like nipsey died in 2019 right yeah right time I had just, I was really out of a job, like right when that shit happened, right? So I didn't really get back to getting on till a couple weeks later. And um, then, you know, into 2020, I was starting to be a little bit more comfortable and then all that shit started happening. So I was really just like getting my my ground under my feet. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of my homies was protesting and, um, yeah, man, it was just, it was a lot of wild shit. People was protesting earlier, a couple of years prior to that too, like 2018, and I think of the Freddie Gray stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, people was like, some people I know was like out there stopping traffic in the highways and, you know, doing all that. And, you know, I ain't never knock them for that, but I was, I ain't really see it as like the mode, the move, you know, just personally. Yeah. Um, Nah, real talk, yo, I can understand that. And I have like a lot of respect for people that do things like that. And I'm glad that they do it. I think it's like something that's necessary. Mm -hmm. But like somehow, man, like I really feel like overall the answer, the, the answer is to stop asking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Also, instead of worrying about like trying to be accepted, I'm more interested in building, basically. For sure, For sure like, man. Like, I think that's where the like real answer is. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of this has been happening, shit, 
Well, we don't have to go into like how long that's been. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm saying, I do think that um, creating like our own systems and building our own uh, systems and ways of living is the answer. That's it. That's um, it. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? But I probably won't put that on there because I like, <laughs> because uh, yeah, ain't no telling like what they'll, uh... yeah, I know I'm probably already on like some watch list and shit probably. <laughs> I wouldn't, hey, I think the same shit, man. Like sometimes shit I post somewhere will get a hit, like a, it'd be problematic and I know somebody else will post it and it won't be, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. You see, I mean, some shit is just algorithms too, you know what I'm saying? But they have, you know, different things that set off certain <laughs> triggers. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't even personal until somebody opened it up, but I think they do it like that, man, you know? No, there's definitely that, but I'm not gonna lie. I think, like, this might be just me being paranoid, but I do think that there was a period when I was like in Atlanta, where I do think that I was being like followed, actually. Really? Yeah, like it was always something like, there was like at least like a few different periods where when I was like driving, we'll always be like police behind me. But then the second that like I notice them, they always like take the next right or something. Really? Oh. Yeah, like that happened a good number of times. But mm -hmm. man, but like even thinking about like shit like that, yo, yo something that's, like... that, that's actually like crazy shit to me though over here. Mm -hmm. Like... YouTube, right? You know how they start to have like the um, commercials and whatnot. Yeah. I'm not sure who pays for it, uh, but they actually put in a like sort of like uh, anti-Hamas uh, like propaganda on there. Mm. Um, like you remember like the whole, do you, uh, are, are you aware of like the whole BDS thing that was a couple of years ago? BDS? Yeah. It not, was... What do you mean? What's, what, is it not the radio stuff? You mean something um, else? No, actually, like, let me look up and see, like, what the acronym was for it. But it was basically uh, just like a... Like a sort of, like, group of um, people that were basically standing in, like, solidarity, like, um, with, uh, like, Palestine struggle. Okay. And so, like, this was, uh, I think there was something that happened uh, the, where because, like, Talib was, like, in support of it, um, they um, they didn't have him on a um, festival or something. So he ended oh. up canceling, like, on, uh, uh, like, a tour, a European tour back then oh, wow. because of it. But, yeah, but they, oh, let me, um, hold on, let me look this up. Okay, so yeah, so it was boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Mm. So, um, let me see, Wikipedia says, um, is a Palestinian-led movement promoting boycotts, divestments, and economic sanctions against Israel, oh. uh, basically. Damn. And so... Yeah, uh, its objective is to pressure Israel to meet what the BDS movement considers as Israel's obligations under international law, uh, basically defined as withdrawal from the occupied territories, uh, removal of the separation barrier in the West Bank, and 
full equality uh, for Arab Palestinian citizens of Israel and respecting, protecting, and promoting the rights of Palestinian refugees to return to their homes and properties, uh, in short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when there was a big thing that was happening here with it, like there were like actually di- uh, different people that were um, boycotting, yeah, like, yeah, festivals and organizations that received funding from uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so around this time, they started to have, um, you know, like these, like, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it though, is uh, they're commercials, but they look like conspiracy theory um, commercials, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so they come on and then, and then they say like, yeah, um, BDS is anti-Semitism and we don't stand for anti-Semitism. Uh, yeah, it was like a whole lot of stuff like that. And yeah. so even like last week uh, with this uh, latest bit, there was like another one of those commercials uh, where they were um, where they were like, yeah, it was basically anti-Hamas basically. I wonder if they're even giving those in the, in America though. I haven't seen them, but. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's actually why I'm kind of talking about it because it uh, because it kind of, it actually bothers me a lot because I think that ultimately um, a lot of the issues that are in Germany like they never like really dealt with it. They only like they kind of push it under the rug and pretend like it wasn't there. Yeah. But they never actually like deal with it. Deal with it. So how how government wise in Germany? Because I'm ignorant to this a little bit. Post, you know, Third Reich or whatever. Like, I guess you know after the end of the war. Like, who really started controlling G- Germany? Like. Were they just like a new democracy? Like, am I am I saying this shit wrong? <laughs> like, you I mean, know what I'm saying? To be honest, I would probably be saying the shit wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, what I'm about to say is probably still saying the shit wrong. But essentially, <laughs> it was like split up into like different like um among like the different like um, countries. So mm-hmm. like, um, the UK had a bit, France had a bit, and the US had a bit and Russia had a bit. Um, so like actually in, even in Berlin, like this is kind of like where the center of it was. Yeah. It's basically split up into like um, these different like parts. And I think mm-hmm. most of the East, um, what ended up becoming the East uh, was like the Russian part. And that's when the East and West like separated basically. Uh, okay. Yeah, so. East Germany and West Germany are kind of like separated. Yeah, they were. They were, but to be honest, Berlin Wall shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But to be honest, they still are. Yeah, yeah. It's a completely different like mentality. And then, yeah, actually, I I went to the ruins of the Berlin Wall. (laughs) Uh, Which ones? Huh? Which ones? Uh, shit. I don't remember what city we was. I think we was in Hamburg or some. We was in Hamburg, we was in Cologne. Uh, We didn't go to Berlin. Um, We went to three cities though. Hamburg, dang, I couldn't even remember right now, bro. But uh, I had to look, I had to look at the schedule again. But I'm pretty sure we left, we left the tour from Germany. Damn, what's a couple cities in Germany? (laughs) 
if y'all were touring in Germany, um, y'all probably either did like um, Köln, uh, Munich, no, uh, Stuttgart, Hamburg, did Hamburg, um, Berlin. Um, did y'all do like any college towns? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did three of them joints though. But um, yeah, dog. Yeah, that's they got an interesting history out there. Sometimes I um, sometimes I really have notions to just go back and just really peep that out because one of my homeboys, uh, UB, he's really deep into history. He does um, documentaries and that era when he gets into that it's exciting hearing it from you know like a younger brother's perspective yeah and um being able to get your sources at the same time you know so yeah man it's interesting bro i can only imagine how it is just being there day to day bro <laughs> yeah yeah no it's the thing it's the thing germany bro the man but you know i'm saying like i ain't gonna hold you up like too much i know you gotta get back to work and everything yeah simpsons man <laughs> samples I need to make that a thing. Nah, I used to do that. I used to definitely uh like do that uh that same thing. Yeah. But yo, but like one more uh, like question real quick. What's up? Uh, it's just like a like customary thing. Mm -hmm. So what's like um a track that you used to love when you were younger that you would be embarrassed to admit? Uh, now. Yeah, like now. Is there any um? That's funny to be embarrassed, though. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that meets that criteria, man. Uh, it's loose. It's loose. I used to. Well, okay. I bought the Michael Jackson like album. What was that shit called? Oh, Dangerous. I had to. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. I used to actually play that cassette as a kid, man. Like that is kind of funny. Like you throwing Dangerous on the motherfucker right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not so bad, yo. Like, that's, like, that's about as bad as it gets, I think. So, right now, that's probably bad as it gets. Nah, I mean, that, uh, like for me, you know what I'm saying? That's probably like as bad as you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean, like, uh, no, nah, it's honestly, it's just one of like just fun topics. Like, whenever I think of dangerous, I always think of like that title song where it's just like dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Took my money, took my time. You can yeah. call me honey. You ain't no honey in mine. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to go back. <laughs> Man, I actually need to go back and like uh I need to go back and like check that out. Because I think by the time Dangerous came out, like I don't know what happened. I had chosen sides in the Prince versus Michael Jackson scenario. And That's I was and I was a diehard Prince fan. But at the same time, that's not to say that there might be a VHS or a beta out there with like me being like six years old, like uh, doing a, like having a personal music video to bad, basically. Oh, dude. dude, if you find that, man, oh God, you was moonwalking? I know, I couldn't moonwalk. Like, I, like it, it was pretty much me like trying to be like cool and I couldn't really dance, so like it was pretty much me doing like this the whole time. Oh, like, sick, and then like in the end, where there was like a like, and the whole world has to tell you right now to tell you once, something like that. Yeah, that. And the pops like zoomed in, and I was just doing. Like, I didn't know what the words were, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Out of here, man!" 
Kids on aliens. Man, that's a, no, that's hilarious. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But yo, man, but yo. Man, yo, thank you for coming out and like for like doing this, man. Sure yo, no, nah, I definitely appreciate it, man. Like, yo, like that like album is like definitely dope. You know what I mean? Um shit, for the hell of it, is there anything you want to like try and promote and shit? Um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean all day too on Instagram. Uh you know, that's like Damn, ain't nothing really, you know, super dropping at the moment. I got some clan, I got some clandestine like videos done. Okay. Yeah, me and DT got some new music coming out hopefully soon. We're not gonna, you know, rush it out. But uh, building that up, I just did a song with Takika uh, from Wu Tang. She did a video down here a couple weeks ago. On okay. Track. Um, I'm just you know doing cuts and scratches on joints. You know, just check me out. Phantom Feeling is my album. He's talking about awesome album. I love it. Yeah. Talked about it a little bit, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm always gonna drop something. We um we do Twitch every like last Saturday of the month right now. The Vinyl Junkie Crew. Okay. Um, so that's uh Twitch.tv/slash the VJC Vinyl Junkie Click, and um that's I'll be on Twitch a little bit. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, check it for me, man. I'll be doing video beats and stuff, you know. 